is there something in your life that you find irritating? You know, and I'm sure you find a lot of things in your life that are irritating. And I, and I came across the, this, uh, this thankful list that kind of puts a twist on the irritating things in our life. And for this first part, it was, uh, this list was written by, uh, a wife or maybe, uh, several women. I don't know. But, uh, this was her, uh, thankful list. She said, for husbands who attack small repair jobs around the house because they usually make them big enough to call in the professionals. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> I am terrible with my hands, and that's why I'm in the ministry, because I can't do anything else. But uh, Susan was always grateful for her father coming down and, and taking on those repair projects that uh, I just kind of messed up. Here's another one. For children who put away their things and clean up after themselves, they're such a joy, you hate to see them go home to their own parents. <laughs> oh, how we wish it could be our children. For teenagers, because they give parents an opportunity to learn a second language. Yes. For smoke alarms, because they let you know when the turkey's done. <laughs> and then here's a, a, some more written by others. I am thankful for the taxes I pay, because it means I'm employed. For the clothes that fit a little too snug, because it means I have enough to eat. A lawn that needs mowing, windows that need washing, and gutters that need cleaning, because it means I have a home. My huge heating bill, because it means I am warm. And for the t piles of laundry, because it means I have loved. And I think that there are some young moms in this room this morning who can identify with that. You have an endless supply of laundry that you are constantly doing. You're constantly throwing things in the washing machine, in the dryer. You're constantly folding. And uh, I remember those conversations and uh, Susan's frustrations and, and me getting in there to help occasionally. And, uh, but it was a, it was a, it was a thankless task that nobody appreciated. And, and it was, it was a lot of work. But you know, it's not a lot of work anymore when the kids come back home. Um, and she has the, ch the chance to do their laundry. And they're, they're glad to bring their laundry home. <laughs> they, they bring it home by the bagfuls. But, uh, but Susan loves to do the laundry now because she doesn't have the opportunity now that she did back then. And uh, it's a blessing that she has laundry to do. Um, I shared on the Facebook um, page about um, what I was going through as a young pastor. 
uh, as I pastored you, and I not only took on a church, but I took on a manual Christian school and the child development center. And in uh, the early years of uh, my pastoring, um, the Emmanuel Christian School, they were in some turbulent times. And, you know, they've always been in some turbulent times, but uh, the ship has kind of righted itself now, and uh, it's a little little smoother, thank, thank, thankful to uh, Dr. Ratna and, and leading that charge. But uh, in the early years, I was rather frustrated with the school because uh, it was a huge headache. And uh, things weren't going well. And I remember complaining to principals in the seat. But I don't have that same attitude about Emmanuel Christian School anymore. Because I, I see, I have seen the huge impact that it has made, uh, not only in my children's lives, but in countless children's lives who have gone to that school. Is Leisha Wetzel here? Where's Leisha? Is Leisha? For all the children are sick. Oh, she had to go home. She came to me yesterday. Um, she had uh, served at the um, New Albertsons uh, collecting food. Oh, and by the way, thank you, volunteers, for all that you did yesterday in collecting uh, food for the Salvation Army. I don't have totals. Maybe Nathan does. But uh, we'll, we'll get those that information to you. But, uh, again, it's a huge blessing for the Salvation Army. Well, there was one lady whose uh, daughter is now at UCLA who's, who went to ICS throughout her elementary and secondary years. I don't know if you know her, um, Ratna. I, I'm not familiar. I didn't even get a name. Leisha didn't know the name. But uh, her daughter had uh, gone to ICS all those years, and she was just... She saw the Wetzels in their ICS uh, sweatshirts. And uh, she went out and she bought uh, a bunch of food for the Salvation Army, for us to deliver to the Salvation Army. But she was just overwhelmed with the blessing that ICS had been in her daughter's life and that she was at UCLA today and doing very, very well. That school was such a blessing. And, uh, and so my attitude about ICS has changed over the last several years. You know, I think of the Child Development Center. The CDC was, uh, we, we, we voted as a church to uh, begin this, uh, this daycare facility for our community because there was such a huge need. And uh, Dr. Ratna was a, a major part of uh, that she was a major part of that getting started. And uh, in the first few years were uh, very rocky. And uh, the CDC was taking on more water than we could bail out. And uh, people were wondering if uh, the CDC was going to survive. And we brought uh, Rob Ostrom alongside the CDC and looked at uh, the programming and the scheduling and he figured out where the holes were, and he he helped us uh, uh, shore up some of those holes, and and so and ever since then the 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 CDC has been doing very well uh, financially. But Dr. Rotna had a vision of what a blessing that this ministry could be to our community, 
And, uh, and so during that video, as I was doing it live, uh, parents and the kids were just on the other side of that wall, and I opened up the door and I showed the people a full dining hall of families who have their children or grandchildren at the Child Development Center. You know, there's, there's, there's many children that come to that center that have broken homes. There is no stability in the home, and their only stable, loving, nurturing environment is the Child Development Center. And I'm thankful for a church who voted for this, who persevered through the hard times, and, and God birthed something beautiful. And I mentioned about my wife having been in labor with our first child for 35 hours. And that was a painful uh, labor and delivery. I was exhausted. <laughs> I always get in trouble when I say that. But, but after 35 hours, after all of that, God gave us a beautiful little girl. And that what, that's what God does. When God is birthing something new, it's never going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. And we must continue to trust Him and believe that what He said He would do, that He will do. And so I just want to just encourage people here this morning who, who may be going through difficult situations and things are rather irritating. Look at the opposite. You know, I, I, see, I, see, I see smudges on glass doors around here uh, throughout the week. And I'll tell the custodian occasionally, you know, that that window needs to be clean. And sometimes I've found it irritating. Or I have found it irritating when I see sand on the floor because one of the preschoolers was out in the playground and they've dumped their shoe full of sand uh, on the carpet. I don't get irritated anymore. Because that is a sign of life. That little ones are in this building. And they're here rather than elsewhere. I had a God moment, like I said, this morning. I was looking at uh, Facebook and a memory came up. I don't know if you're familiar with memories, but uh, a former student, student at my old youth group um, put a memory picture of, uh, of me and some of the, the students of the youth group that were at this summer camp. And uh, it was probably back in the early 80s. And, uh, and so this memory was up, and so students had commented about this picture. And I hadn't seen this one comment. But uh, this comment was uh, from this... Uh, <clears throat> This, this one guy that, uh, I'm, I can't think of his name right now, Sean, Sean, and uh, he had put, oh, man, I appreciate Bill Logan. 
Uh, I remember when Bill Logan led me to the Lord. It was at the Rose Parade um, in 1984. And I remember not only him leading me uh, uh, to, to Jesus, but all those conversations at, at Noggles with a chocolate milkshake. You know, I remember the Rose Parade of 1984. That was one of the worst youth events I ever did. I had taken the the kids. It was going to be an all-nighter. And so we got there about 10 o'clock that night because we wanted to get good seats for the Rose Parade. And I don't know if you've been to the Rose Parade the night before, but it is a different crowd in the middle of the night. And I think I had 40 or 50 kids uh, with me at the, pass, the, the, the Rose Parade that night, the night before. And believe me, I was on my toes the entire night because there were all kinds of people trying to get uh, my kids' attention. And I was exhausted by the time the parade crank came around. It was amazing. Um, that crowd, the atmosphere of that crowd turned about 4.30 a.m. All the hoodlums went home, and then all the families came uh, who were going to watch the parade. And I, I was so relieved for these healthy people sh- showing up. But, uh, but I remember that night well. But sad to say, I don't remember leading Sean to the Lord. That negative event of all night has just always captured my attention. But Sean, having mentioned that conversation, spoke volumes about what I was sharing this morning. Guys, you may be going through a difficult situation this morning. But you don't see what God's doing. And instead of looking at the negative, you know, turn it around as an opportunity for you to thank the Lord for what He's laid in your lap, the responsibility that you have. One other God moment. Um, the wife of uh, the first teenager I ever discipled. When I came on staff at Emmanuel in, in San Bernardino in 1982, uh, there was a young man in the youth group at the time. His name was Preston. He had just come to the Lord a couple weeks before I started uh, volunteering with the youth group. And as a college student at uh, Cal Baptist, at that moment, uh, they assigned me the uh, responsibility of discipling Preston. And Preston has always been the, uh, the finest young man that I have ever met in youth ministry. I mean, Preston was exceptional. When he came to Christ, he was so hungry for the things of the Lord. He was... He was so easy to disciple, and he was soaking everything up. And 
Preston was a, a natural leader. And, uh, and Preston was uh, gifted musically as well. And Preston lived in Rialto. And from San Bernardino to Rialto is a bit of a distance to have to go and pick somebody up, particularly every Wednesday night, who is going to be your worship leader. It's even a little bit more challenging when you're driving a baby blue Pinto to go pick him up. Because <laughs> it doesn't go very fast on the freeway. But every Wednesday, I would pick up Preston before church and then take him home after church. And I never, I never saw that as a burden. I enjoyed that. But it was a challenge because as, as a young dad and uh, with a wife at home with a little one, you know, my wife would know when I would be home and I would let her know, well, I got to take Preston home. And so, but, but taking, but spending this time, all this time with Preston was a joy. And, um, and his wife asked me to, um, to write a note to uh, Preston. Preston is a professor in a college in Arkansas right now, a university. But uh, he's turning 50. Can you believe it? My first youth group, they are turning 50. And I talked about, you know, the, the huge impact that Preston had made uh, on my life. And I remember writing that and then thinking to myself, Susan and I had this conversation. I said, when we have boys one of these days, I hope that they turn out to be like Preston. Because I had never met someone with the character and the temperament and the integrity Preston Jones. And having written that about Preston this week, and then looking back at my boys, God gave me two boys just like Preston Jones. And I had forgotten about that. And we're all the same way. You know, in the heat of the battle, in the busyness of our schedule, in the frustration of what our kids are doing that we don't want them to do, it's really easy to just kind of look at all the negative and wondering if, if my life is making a difference. And I want you to know, friends, it is. You Keep persevering. You keep folding those clothes. In folding those clothes, mom, especially, you are doing the Lord's work. You are doing the Lord's ministry. Be faithful in where God has placed you. And I'm, I'm not just thankful for the fact that 
God's given me two boys like Preston Jones, but I'm, I'm thankful for the, the men who have come along my boys' lives. Because Susan and I, we can do that all by ourselves. It really took a church who cared about them. It, it took a, a Hal Linderman and a Doug Cole in those early elementary years to make the Bible come alive in those boys' hearts in Sunday school. It took a Drew Hawkins and a Gary Noel to come along those boys and, and be involved in their, in their sports and their, and their social life. It took an Aaron Gage as their High, one of their high school teachers to pour his life and each of those boys they're, they're lifelong friends this next Thursday Trevor and Mary they're going down to uh, St. Louis to spend Thanksgiving with uh, Aaron and Natalie it took a Jeff Randolph who poured his time into Kyle playing golf on weekends and Trevor and teaching him uh, mathematics and physics. These men have been important and they make a difference. And teachers, you are making a difference in our young people's lives as you invest time in the nursery, in the preschool, and the elementary school, and the junior high and the high school, we need you as volunteers. You're going to hear me share a statistic often in the days ahead because it has gripped my attention. 414. 414. That is the number between the ages of 4 and 14. 85% of the people who pray to receive Christ, find Christ between the ages of 4 and 14. That is a scary statistic. And we have got to capture that moment. Because after 14, between 15 and 18, sorry about this, Nathan, but that statistic, that percentage goes down to 4% who pray to receive Christ. And then it goes back up to 6, 6% between the ages of 19 and all the remaining years. I was talking to a pastor this week, and he was sharing with me that... Uh, um, I, was, I shared with him that statistic. He said, well, you know, it, you're right. We have to... Put a bigger emphasis on children's ministry throughout the week. But on weekends, I think it's overrated. Do you know how many children he has in his children in his church? Less than five. You know how many people he has in his congregation? Over eighty years old? A lot. 
and it won't be around much longer. So when I see the smudges on the windows, and when I see the sand on the floor, and tonight at our Thanksgiving dinner, when I see kids out of control and are embarrassing their mom and dad, and mom is going home in tears, I'm glad those kids are here. Don't be ashamed. I understand those days. I remember the Mother's Day outs at the restaurants and Susan going home in tears because we had all this food on the floor with our little ones. It's just part of the territory. And God wants you to just keep loving on those children and thank Him for every moment you have with them. So I've said more than I wanted to say. But I want to hear what you're thankful for this morning as we uh, consider this Thanksgiving season. And maybe you've looked at it as a source of irritation. And this morning, God is saying... Praise Him. So I need some volunteers who can take these two microphones. And uh, if you could just go around the room. Matt, could you take one of these microphones? Travis, can you take a microphone? Okay. And if you have something that you want to share with the rest of us, what you're thankful for, I want you to stand up right now. I'm going to release the video venue uh, to uh, their room. And you can share testimonies over there. And let's... Take the opportunity to thank him. Sherry. Good morning. Um, I am just so grateful to be back here in this church. And um, we uh, uh, have a grandson who has just got custody of our great-grandchildren. And God has been so good. Um, When I was really sick, this church reached out to me, brought me food. And um, I've just been so blessed. And God is so good. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Clinton. I'm thankful for my best friend, Robert, who who lives in Nashville. He's he's my confidant, if you will. Um, he's He's got such a faith that I couldn't even comprehend. And, and I, I look up to him daily. And, and when I see the struggles that he's going through, and then I tell him about a little victory that I have here, like I just finished a paper or, or, or something small, something so small that I see in my own eyes. He looks at me and says, wow, look at that mountain. Look at that mountain that God moved through you. And I, I take for granted all the things that God does for me, but he can look at my life and pick out all of these wonderful things. And it helps me to humble myself. So I'm, I'm very thankful for my confidant, Robert. Someone else? Uh, yes, sir, Pastor. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't share this. Our home is all of 1,100 square feet. Uh, we raised four kids. There were no murders in that time. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Point being that we don't have a huge home. Well, uh, in May, our son-in-law graduated. 
degree in business, of which I have no interest, profit margins or anything else. <laughs> but also there were no jobs. So our daughter called and said, Dad, we need some place to go. We've kind of exhausted our limits here. So in July, we picked up our daughter, son-in-law, eight-year-old, and two-year-old, after having lived with quiet home for probably eight years. Mm -hmm. So nonetheless, the noise level in our home went way up, <laughs> and the activity level also peaked. So we've lived the last six months or so with four extra people and a bulging home. But the point is that through all that, God has been gracious. Through it again, there were no murders. <laughs> and our son-in-law yes. currently has three job offers, of which he'll be leaving in January to uh, Take and our daughter was going to deliver their third child in February. So wow. things are running smoothly despite all of the possible challenges. Amen. Amen. Hello, Pastor. Uh, my name is Eric Robinson. I am from Fort Worth, Texas, visiting you guys today. Um, here to visit my son and grandkids. Okay. And uh, as yesterday morning, waking up, with a little quiet time and uh, I was just thinking how grateful, how blessed I am. And, and really, you guys are a part of that blessing this morning because uh, as, a, as a believer, to be able to come to a church and praise God and lift him up because that's what his kingdom's gonna look like. Right. It's gonna look like a whole lot of different faces. Amen. And that's a joy to be able to do on this side, Amen. but it's going to be even greater on the other side. But I thank God for allowing us to get here safely, allowing me to see my son and his and the grandkids. And then, like I said, just all the like you were mentioning, the pitter pattering and the noise and the, all this and the going crazy. That's a blessing, though. That's right. It's really a blessing in disguise for those of us who have grown older. It's a blessing in disguise. So I really cannot think of anything because if there is a hurdle that we may be going through, a mountain, as you spoke about, all those things, I think about the scripture, to count it all joy. Can those things compare to what we're going to receive in eternity? And the answer is no. No comparison. So stay in that race and stay the course. Amen. 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 Thank you. And come tonight to the Thanksgiving dinner, you and your family. We'd love for you guys to be there tonight. Who else? Good, I'm okay. grateful because my sister just had her first son back in January. You know, July. Oh, but it's grateful to see him almost every morning and every day after I get out of school. It's grateful because I have parents that care. So, like my brother, he's now doing whatever. But they have two two bigger ones that are listening and doing their good, great job. My sister's now in school, so I'm grateful for her to do that for her son. So. And you're the aunt, and investing in them. Praise That's the Lord. Yes. Good morning. Sure, John. About the grandkids and stuff, and that we have, and and of course that didn't come with a lot of joy into our life. There was a lot of struggles in the situation with the dad and and uh, I won't go into a lot of detail but 
there's been a lot of extra heartache, there's been a lot of, of struggle, and there's been a lot of anger. And at the end of the day, there, it's not possible to look at a one-year-old child and have their hand extended. It's, it's not possible for your heart not to melt. That's right. And if God us that way, everyone he creates in the It's not our grandchildren to be in our lives and I don't in all the circumstances but I sure like the end result Amen, Amen, thank you There may be accidental parents but there are no accidental children God needed the DNA of both those individuals to make that grandchild that you have today and and uh, so praise God for that, that little one. Yes. Um, for the last five years, my son and I have been estranged from each other. And praise God for Facebook because it's brought us back together. Oh, and amen. he's coming for Thanksgiving after five years. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to tell you, church, that I am thankful for all of you. Neil and I came to the valley about nine years ago, and um, this is the very first church we ever came to, the first Sunday that we got here, and uh, who was it that invited us? The, the family, and um, so I just want to thank you, church, because you guys really have been our family. Neil's family lives in Texas, and the East Coast, and mine's all in Michigan and Canada, and um, you guys have always made us feel like we have a family here. Pastor Bill, I thank you because your messages have always spoken to me. And I praise God for all of you, the three-year-olds that have because we absolutely love them every Sunday. They are a joy. <laughs> well, we could go on and on. But we're going to take a little bit more time tonight for you to share a testimony of what you're thankful for. So I want you to come back tonight, and uh, right after we eat, we'll be passing the microphone around some more and uh, give you an opportunity to let your church family know what God is doing in your life. All right? I want us to pause now, and I want us to prepare our hearts for the supper this morning because this... This is what we're most grateful for, reminding us of what Jesus did for each and every one of us by going to the cross for our sins, taking the punishment upon himself. And, uh, and so this, above all, is what Thanksgiving is all about as a church family. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. The worship team's going to come, and we're going to sing one more song before we take the Lord's Supper. Father, thank you for this opportunity to pause and just kind of step back because God, being in the forest can often be overwhelming and it can affect our attitude. It can affect our our words and our behavior. And we're not counting at all joy. 
And so, Lord, help us, help us to see uh, the positive of the frustration and the opportunities that we have to invest in people who matter most in our life. And God, in that faithfulness and in those prayer requests that, um, like Susan and I talked about, God, that you might give us two boys just like Preston Jones. God, you heard that request. And you answered that prayer over decades. Help us to see the long view and not get overwhelmed by the moment. And Father, thank you for asking us to pause and to remember and to be thankful for your great sacrifice. And God, this supper... You saw the message in this from the very beginning. When you instituted Passover with your children, Israel, and the deliverance out of Egypt, God, this message has carried all the way through into the future. And the Lamb that is going to set your people free for all eternity. We thank you. And we thank you for your amazing plan of salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me, please, as we worship him?